Blog Talk Radio.
Internet Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and we are so glad that you're here. Brother Bill is here, and Brother Marshall, and all of you, and praise the Lord for each one of you. Amen. You know, it's a wonderful thing that we come together in the name of the Lord to enjoy his presence, his word, and all that he has for us. But wouldn't it be wonderful to invite someone else to join in and listen to? The Lord has blessed us with such richness in the word that it would not be the right thing if we didn't share it with others. So I'm going to ask you to invite someone to listen. You don't have to give them all the nitty-gritty details. Just invite them to listen. It's easy enough to do, and the Lord will help you to do that if you will. If you will submit to his spirit, He will give you the words that you need and the persons that you need to present the invitation to. Amen? Amen. Just tell them that you've learned a lot, that you've been blessed, and that you are a different person from the person you were when you first started listening. Amen? Praise the Lord. And you already have the the phone number. Just give them the phone number. And invite them to listen. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's um it's an interesting spring that we're having. And I hope that everyone is enjoying their soup. I can tell that many of you are being quite creative and I'm quite proud of you. Amen. <clears throat> so the Lord is blessing this ministry, growing us up. He's teaching us what to do about the devil. He's teaching us how to walk through life, how to make positive changes that would bring us into line with the character and nature of Jesus Christ. I want to thank the Lord for all that he's doing. He's, he's moving us forward. As we continue to obey him and turn from our own wicked ways and realize the difference between the foolishness that we have participated in in the past and the wisdom that he desires for us to walk in, we will and will grow. You know, the Lord said something to me this morning as I was waking up. He said that his wisdom is released when we choose to do his will. He said his wisdom is released when we choose to do his will. So I would pray that all of us would make the right choice, that we would choose to do the Lord's will in spite of what we think, what we want, what we feel, and how things appear to us. Amen? That's called righteousness. That's called holy living. Amen? And without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. So, from all of our first-time listeners, We are a Christian, Internet, Protestant church. 
And we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the USA and whatever time it happens to be where you are. We also convene on Sundays as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time here in the U.S. and whatever time it happens to be where you are. Amen? Our guest call-in number is area code 319-527-6235, and you press 1. Follow the prompt. We are coming into a place, saints, where the Lord is beginning to require more of us than we've given in the past. And he knows that we are ready for this step. And so we should not be wary of it. We should not back up or say, oh, I can't do that. No, it's time to start taking some steps. And so the Lord is going to have each of us doing what he's wanting us to do. Oh, I'm not sure that's the Lord. Well, ask him. He says if you don't have wisdom to ask him, and he would tell you. Amen? So he's going to ask each of us to make some steps, to make some steps. And we need to be humble and obedient and do what he asks. Amen? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I know that the Lord uh, is challenging us to believe him when we pray, when we pray. Sometimes we pray and then we work trying trying to believe it. No, that's the wrong way. It's the other way around. First you have to believe and then you can pray. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So we want to thank the Lord. We want to thank you for all of your offerings, your tithes, your love gifts, your offerings, your almsgiving. We want to thank you. We do appreciate it, and we are grateful for your love, your prayers, and your support. So, saints, some of us are having some difficulties. That's okay. It's part of the growing. The difficulties and the challenges are all part of the growing. Because God says that he causes all things to work together for our good. All things. He makes them work together for our good. So whatever difficulties we are experiencing, the Lord is using those difficulties to strengthen us, to develop us, and even to promote us. Amen? So no need to get all upset and bent out of shape when things aren't going quite the way you had planned. No, just turn it over to the Lord, and he'll take care of it. Amen? And on the other side, we'll be stronger, we'll be wiser, and we will have grown. Amen? Amen. We'll be a little bit more like Jesus. So, uh, to all of our uh, first-time listeners, we invite you to uh, come to our chat room and participate in our chat room. Our chat room is located on our webpage. Our webpage is MiracleInternetChurch.com. That's MiracleInternetChurch.com. 
whether you're on a computer, a tablet, a iPhone, or an uh, Android cell phone, you can participate. Just find your browser and uh, type in miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up, across the banner, you'll see MIC Radio Chat. MIC Radio Chat. When the page, click that link. When the page changes, click where it says guest, type in your name, and hit enter, and then say hi to everyone. Amen? Praise the Lord. Say hi to everyone, and everyone will say hi to you. If you're on a cell phone, when the page comes up, the banner, you'll see three white lines. Click the white lines, that's your link, and it will open up all the other links to you. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Amen. Now, Brother Bill has placed a uh, a uh, for your information uh, comment, and uh, I hope those of you who need it will go and read it. Also, uh, if you scroll up uh, to let's see, somewhere yesterday I placed a link in the chat room. And it's a very important one. It's about the vaccine. So if you have not had an opportunity, scroll up and uh, click on the link and read it. Amen? You will be shocked to find out what it has to say. Amen. Praise the Lord. So let's begin in the presence of the Lord, shall we? I think we've taken care of most of our announcements. And if we didn't, I'll think of it later. Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you thanking you for your very presence, for your kindness, for your love. We thank you, Lord, for this fast that you called us to. You want us to grow. You want us to be promoted. You want us to advance. And you called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. We want to thank you, Lord, that you're blessing us and that your grace is here with us. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us to a commitment beyond our original commitment to you. We want to thank you, Lord, for your provision for us. We want to thank you, Lord, that in many ways, you have upbraided us and called us to change. We're thankful for the correction because when we appear before you, we do not wish to be ashamed. We would like to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ before we leave the earth. Amen. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, to help us to keep on keeping on with you. Keep on growing, keep on believing, keep on fasting, keep on praying, keep on obeying, because this pleases you and brings glory to your name. We give you praise, Lord. Father, we bring our decisions to you, each decision that we must make. Some of them, you know, are difficult ones for us to make in the natural. But we know that by your grace, you can make it easier. We want to thank you. 
We ask you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to help us to see all the sides of the issue and to consider all of the facts that are involved. Help us, Lord, to properly evaluate the the side that we consider to be positive and the side that we think is not so positive. All the attributes of this situation, Lord. We ask you, by your grace, to help us to realize the importance of being a decisive Christian. Yes, Lord, a decisive Christian. Thank you for helping us to process the information and consider the possible repercussions or benefits of our decision. Help us to avoid the paralysis of continually analyzing and never coming to a conclusion. Help us, Father, to get the information and the knowledge that we need and to evaluate it carefully and wisely with the help of the Holy Spirit. Help us, Father, to hear your voice and so to make the right and correct decision. Decisions can be critical and crucial. Help us to not act act in haste, but also help us to keep from delaying too long to reach a decision. Help us, Lord, to be conservative in our estimation of projected income and judicious in our estimation of projected expenses. Help us to get the balance sheet right, Lord. Help us to arrive at the most accurate figures possible in the preparation of vital documents. Tax time is around the corner, Lord. So we thank you for your guidance, your direction, and wisdom in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We know that you will provide all that we need according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We bless the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. For your mercy, your abundant mercy toward us, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Whenever it is, Lord, your mercy is available to us. Your wisdom is available to us. Your grace is available to us. Your love is always surrounding us. We thank you that we abide in the vine. You live in us and we live in you. Thank you, Lord, for that vital connection without which we would surely perish. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We bless you. We thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the mist. We thank you for your warring linking angels and your praising angels. We thank you, Lord, for your ministering spirits that minister to us whenever there's a need. We thank you that all of our needs have been supplied according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. So, Father, we repent of all rebellion all self-will, all anger, all selfishness, all stubbornness, all self-judgmental, unteachable, pride, control, 
possessiveness, hatred, root of bitterness, resentment, violence, unforgiveness, murder, retaliation, and constantly recalling hurts from the past. We ask for your forgiveness, Father. It's a hindrance to the joy of the Lord springing forth in us. It's a hindrance to the healing that you desire to bring in our lives. So we thank you, Father, for your forgiveness. We thank you, Lord, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority over rebellion and all the strong men. Self-will, anger, selfishness, stubbornness, self-judgmental, unteachable pride, control, possessiveness, hatred, root of bitterness, resentment, violence, unforgiveness, murder, retaliation, and constant memory recall of, of painful situations. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ, and we command them to come up and out of the people of God. Take a deep breath and cough. Cough it all out right now in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and cough from your gut in the name of Jesus. All of these spirits that have just been called out, we bind all the strong men and and all the underlings in the name of Jesus. We command you to come up and out. We uproot you now in Jesus' name. Come up and out. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough in the name of Jesus Christ. Cough those demons out. Come on out, out. Come out of God's people. You have no right to be there. You have no right to be there. Come on out right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of God's people. Deep breath and cough in Jesus' holy name. Cough those spirits out. We bind those devils in the name of Jesus Christ. We forbid them to remain in your vessels. Your vessels are the temple of the Holy Ghost. They are not quarters for demons to live in Jesus' name. Put your hand on your lower abdomen and bind that devil and command him to come out in Jesus' name. Pain, come out right now in Jesus' name. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Up and out. Come out. You must obey the name of Jesus. You must obey the name of Jesus. You must obey the name of Jesus. Holy fire. Holy fire. Holy fire. Where these demons are located, holy fire, the fire of God, release to them now in the name of Jesus. Cough those devils out in Jesus' name. 
Come out of her back in Jesus' name. The sword of the Spirit to pierce you. We cut off your head and your tail. Come out. Come out of her spine right now in the name of Jesus. Come out of the neck in the name of Jesus. Break it, break it, break it. Break up and go in the name of Jesus. Break up and go right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, break up and go. In Jesus' holy name, reset that break it. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Reset that your sura kisa that abreset suta. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Reset that your suta abreke. Reset that abreke. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Deep breath and cough. Reset that your sura kisa that abreset that your suta abreke. Reset that abreke. Deep breath and cough. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that you fill us again with your Holy Spirit and Holy Fire and take these deliverances to completion in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, And we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in the name of Jesus. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement. Spasms, you're bound in Jesus' name. Cramps, you're bound in Jesus' name. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his power in Jesus' holy name. We close and seal all portals, all channels, all open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man and dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. We return the attacks onto the heads of the devil that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, all reporters, watchers, listeners, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, all electronic and digital demons, technology demons and their attacks, electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all Leviathan spirits and their attacks. Kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, all sex devils and their attacks, all unclean spirits and their attacks, the devils and their attacks, pain afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation, artificial intelligence, smart dust, drone spirits, all sorcery spirits and their attacks, seducing, womanizing spirits, the Havana syndrome, brain changes, injuries, and all remote viewing. All sonic and audio weapons, all whoredom spirits and their attacks, all voices of the stranger and their attacks, all radio targeted radio frequency, all pulse weapons and their attacks, 
on microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils in their attacks, all mystic rituals in their intents. We we bind all microwave frequency weapons, 5G, EMF, everything from the cell towers and the satellites in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all mystic rituals in their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, European, Australian, indigenous, from the indigenous persons, tribes, native groups, Caribbean, Latin American, black and white magic. We bind the work of every druid in the name of Jesus Christ. We overturn and empty our cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. Again, we bind every order of magic and mystic arts. We bind all Morgellons attacks and we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free flying devils. We bind all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind every demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship, and witchcraft dedication. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits, spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, gods of the grove, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, divide, corrupt, confound, undermine, attack, reproach, despise, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool and the anger of the fool in Jesus' name. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant, all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, right, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vows, root work, or sin against us, astral projections, sending demons to us to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demons, no wicked person or unrighteous event left behind in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, devils attending the new world order, the new age movement, uh, the spirits and works of the oppressors and the spirit and the children of disobedience. 
false religions, numerology, horoscopes, the great reset, make-believe, fantasy, and la-la land, martial arts, yoga, transcendental meditation, antichrist ideologies and doctrines, Ahab and Jezebelic spirits and practices, lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos and mayhem. We bind spirits of starvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Starvation and death, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. We return you to the sender in the name of Jesus according to the covenant. We command starvation to come up and out of the people of God in Jesus' name. Come up and out of the people of God. Every spirit of starvation, malnutrition, (laughs) emaciated, wasting away, bound, chained with eternal chains under darkness, sent into the cage and to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Come out of God's deep breath and cough. Uh, Blow it out. Blow it out of your mouth. Blow it out of your nostrils in the name of Jesus. Come up and out right now in the name of Jesus. You have no right to be there. Lord, the scriptures declare that your people will be fat with the anointing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bind lewdness, perversions, the outworking of vain deceit, death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, bio-PK, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, defilement by wizards, bound and returned from whence it came in Jesus' name. Calment, we bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out, up and out. Now, get out of God's people. Calment, we curse you at your root in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind you and we chain you with eternal chains under darkness. Come out of God's people. Deep breath and cough that spirit out. Cough that demon out in the name of Jesus. We bind the king of pride in the name of Jesus. Leviathan, we strip you of all your armor in the name of Jesus. We bind all of your agents and we strip them of their armor. We take over your kingdom. We bind you and chain you with eternal chains and darkness. And we turn you over to the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. We command your kingdom to shrink in Jesus' holy name. 
We bind all demonic blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirits, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, all combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptation to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Basilek, Molech, Typhon, Baphomet, and 72, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Mammon, Atlas, and all other gods and goddesses in Jesus' holy name. We put you all under the feet of Jesus and chain you with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the works of all demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, and designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We bind every spirit that was familiar with the Laodiceans. We break the power of every Masonic ceremony, ritual, and rite in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind the work of the Demolay and all associated organizations in the name of Jesus. Their symbols and their implements in the name of Jesus. Their methodology is bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions. And we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head, according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin, all religious traditions and customs rooted in sin, we bind in Jesus' name. We denounce and renounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassments, and witchcraft and mind control back on their own heads in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we take authority, dominion, and power over idolatry and family relationships. We bind idolatry in family relationships in the name of Jesus. We uproot you in Jesus' holy name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Rule the radio sun that I brisha that I broke bababoshuto rabrisa didiosuta. Father, we thank you that you've given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven. We bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive. But the Spirit of God says to the church, we repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary. We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. 
When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Lord, we come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions. Where did that go, Lord? And scorpions and over all the power of the enemy in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's right. We tread on every evil spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Bless you, Lord. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere, especially those that are persecuted, Father. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Father, for that. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We disconnect ourselves with the sword of the Spirit from every spirit that is not of Jesus Christ. We close every portal that the demons come through on the web pages, on the electronic devices and the technology devices in Jesus' name. We release the all-consuming fire of God against them in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for covering our vehicles and the road where we travel with the blood of Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over every entity, animal, demon, or spirit crossing the road. We forbid them to cross our path in Jesus' name. We thank you for your protection, Lord. We take authority, dominion, and power over all the demons of the night, the bad dreams, the nightmares, the sex dreams, anything or anyone trying to get into our dreams. Our dreams belong to Jesus Christ. And we command them to stay away. Hey, hallelujah. Get out. Get out now in the name of Jesus. All those demons that came in through the dreams, you're bound. Even if you can't remember the dream, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Deep breath and cough. Cough those devils out in the name of Jesus. Anything that was fed to you in the dream, any curses that were released upon you during the dream, cough them out, deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough, deep breath and cough. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We command you to get out right now. Go back where you came from. Go back where you came from. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back. Every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. Every attack, every attack, every attack must go back in the name of Jesus. We bind that animal sacrifice and we send it right back where it came from. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go back, go back. Go back where you came from in the name of Jesus. Go back. We send it back in the name of Jesus according to the covenant. Everything in the dreams, come up and out. Cough that mess out. Cough it out. Cough it out in Jesus' name. We rout you out of our dreams in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Rike de de brusha la de Dios de la braca baba baba shot de brique sita de brique. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for reminding the saints to do the dream protocol with every dream, with every vision, to do the dream protocol as printed in Jesus' name. Rise de de Dios suto de brique de de Dios suta de brique. Ki baba baba shot de brusa de brique. Every single dream to execute the dream protocol as it is written in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, all voodoo, witchcraft, and we return it from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut and burn all ungodly silver cords and ley lines, soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leagues, and all other form of agreement. The Holy Spirit says to tell you that you need to pray before you sign contracts and come into agreements with companies and other entities. You need to pray before you go to signing papers in Jesus' holy name. You need to seek the face of the Lord right then on the spot. Well, I didn't have time to pray. Yes, you do. You got a prayer language. Use it. Before you sign any papers, before you agree to any contract, you need to seek the Lord. Some of you have signed contracts that you didn't have permission from the throne of God to sign. Amen. Praise the Lord. You've agreed to things that Jesus didn't want you to agree to. And then when it doesn't go right, then you want to pray all the way through it. Well, what you're supposed to do is to seek him before you enter into that agreement. Amen. Thank you, Lord. We destroy walls of protection around witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, nanobots, shamans, sorcerers, and the like. Hey, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Be aware when people are trying to manipulate the conversation speaking to them. Be aware. Don't be running your mouth so much that you can't hear what's really happening. Pay attention. People will try to manipulate you in conversation. Put an end to it in the name of Jesus. Erro de Asurri, de la Brusa, de la Breca, de Dios, Sata. 
We break our we we remove our walls of protection around shamans, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, globalists, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and such. Amen. Hallelujah. Rala la diosu. Rokotar. Rokotro. Brike de diosu. Tarabrisha de diasa. Tarabrisha. We break down the power of all the vexes, love spells, hexes, curses, fetishes, charms, psychic thoughts and prayers, death, bewitchment, potions, jinxes, mind control, magic, sorcery, voodoo, sickness, pain, torment, all psychic warfare and power, destruction, prayer change, incense and candle burning. Incantations, ungodly blessings, hoodoo crystals, and root works. Tribal rituals and sins. We bind you in the name of Jesus. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bind all spirits of bondage, spirits of heaviness, spirits of pain, spirits of fear and hate in Jesus' name. And we loose the peace of God over the people of God in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hmm? Amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit for a little while in Jesus' name. And our featured... Psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 27, Psalm 2-7. Our verse for meditation comes from Jeremiah 32-27, Jeremiah 32-27. And our featured ebook is Sound Mind, Spiritual Power, Sound Mind, Spiritual Power. And that link is in the chat room now, amen? That link is in the chat room now. Our guest call-in number remains, area code 319-527-6235, and press 1. Amen. So everybody ought to be feeling better now. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. My feet. Mm-hmm. Amen. Praise you, Lord Jesus. So, the Lord wants to talk to us about his solution, his solution, his solution. From Adam until now, people have prayed to all kinds of God. They have offered sacrifices. They've made pilgrimages, constantly repeating mantras, burning candles, and even torturing themselves. Their hope has been to receive favor and answers from whichever deity that they thought might help them. They needed answers for their physical, spiritual needs of their lives. So they did whatever everybody else was doing. They didn't always obey God. 
No, they did. They followed the crowd. Whatever the crowd was doing, that's what they did. If the crowd was trying to uh, worship the true and living God, they did that. If the crowd was following the idols, they did that. And if the crowd was trying to do both at the same time, they did that too. The Christian believer has a great advantage over pagans and lost persons. The Christian has come into relationship with the true and living God, only God that has ever existed or will ever be. So you see, the Christian has an advantage that others do not have. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35, Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 35, unto thee it was showed that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. There is none else beside him. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 5. Isaiah Chapter 45, verse 5. The Lord speaking here. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I am the Lord, he says, and there is none else. There's nobody else. You can go out there and bow down to a cow if you want to, but you're just looking stupid. Because that cow is not a god. You know there's one uh, nation on the planet that has more gods than it has anything else, I think. It worships almost anything and everything. Cows, you name it, they worship it. But you see, a lot of those people have come to live in countries where it has been predominantly Christian. And they're bringing all of their rituals, all of their ceremonies, all of their rites, all of their ideologies, and all of their idolatries with them. They move into our, our communities and they move in in groups. And before you know it, they have a stronghold in certain communities. Amen? So then you, you go down the street and you see all these symbology of all these demons, and they're their God. There are very few places that you can still go and get your nails done without walking in having to bind some foreign uh, entity that they think is a God for good luck. Amen? So you must be aware of these things. You can't ignore them. You've got to bind them in the name of Jesus. Some of them hide it under the cabinet. Some of it have it out on open display. If you ask the Holy Spirit, he'll show it to you. Bind it up in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and an everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth shall tremble, and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Not only has the Christian believer discovered the true God as opposed to following all that is not God, the Christian believer, through the new birth, established a covenant relationship with God, a covenant relationship with the true and living God. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, the Gospel of John, chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, we find out about this a little bit. Jesus gives us a bird's eye view, so to speak, into this matter. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Now, I'm going to tell you that there are groups of people who go around trying to get people filled with the Holy Ghost that are not actually born again. You see, you can stand there and say the words to a salvation prayer and not get born again. Because, you see, you can't fool God. He knows what's in your heart. He knows what's in your mind. He knows you. You can repeat words and not get born again. You see, being born again is a spiritual transaction. The Holy Spirit is very much involved. So you can stand there and just repeat words and not have your heart and your mind in it and sincerely mean what you are saying. You're just repeating what you're told to say and not get born again at all. You can stand there and not surrender. Fortunately, there are a lot of people who have done that. And they will find out that that didn't work. You can't pull a fast one on God. All things are naked and open before the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. And that's the truth. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Let me see. Did I skip a scripture? 
Oh, there it is. That's scripture, scripture. Let me back up. Romans 8, 15. Romans chapter 8, verse 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. So if you're a Christian for real, and you have been born again, you receive the spirit of adoption from our Heavenly Father. You come into a father-child relationship with him, a covenant relationship with the true and living God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning with verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us in him, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, having the adoption of children, that would be us, by Jesus Christ, that's how we got in, to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Now I'm going to say something right here to everybody who goes around feeling rejected all the time. If you have come into a covenant relationship with the true and living God, with our Heavenly Father through the Lord Jesus Christ, you've been made accepted in Christ. There is no more rejection for you unless you leave Jesus Christ. Rejection is over. If you sit there and tolerate that, well, then that's on you. Rejection is over. You have been made accepted in the perfect one, in Jesus Christ. So all that rejection from the past, you can shut that off. Let it go. Stop holding on to it. Stop letting it rule your life, tell you what to think and how to feel. You should tell rejection where to go and how to get there. There is no one that can reject you. They can try it, but it won't work. Why? Because you have already been received the ultimate exception. Acceptance, rather. You have received the ultimate acceptance in the beloved, in Jesus Christ. So all of that other stuff is rubbish. Stop letting it hurt your feelings, because at this point, you're allowing it to attack you. You know how to attack back. Attack back. 
in Jesus' name. No, they didn't like me. So there are going to be some more people in this life that are not going to like you. It doesn't change who you are, and it doesn't make you less favored by God himself. You've been blessed by the best, so why are you concerned about somebody else's opinion? Amen? Amen. Amen. Our Heavenly Father has adopted us as his own dear children through salvation in Jesus Christ. We are his children. We are in his family, in his kingdom. The Bible says, when your natural mother and father forsake you, the Lord himself will take you up. We have a cherished, honored, and precious gift in this relationship with him. We should never take this gift for granted, lest we trample on the blood of Jesus Christ. We should never take our relationship with the Godhead for granted. We are indeed blessed. And that the creator of all, that is, ancient of days, the Lord God Almighty, the God who rules, the Most High God, invites us to come before him at any time into his awesome presence for a private audience with him. I'll say that again. We are indeed blessed and that the creator of all that is, the ancient of days, the Lord God Almighty, the God who rules, the Most High God, invites us to come before him at any time into his awesome presence for a private audience with him. He has issued a personal invitation to each of us. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. He didn't say creeping in. He said to come in boldly, like you're supposed to be there, unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, when is the time of need? All the time. All the time. As it was in the Garden of Eden, God himself has initiated open communication between man and God. Yet the Christian believer has this grace. Galatians chapter 4, Galatians chapter 4, beginning with verse 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. 
And because ye are sons, because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. We have an inheritance in God through Jesus Christ. Amen? We can call him Father. The world cannot do that. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have received the adoption of sons. We are not strangers nor foreigners. We are his. We are his family. We are his sons and daughters. And he has blessed us with an inheritance. We now have a right through Jesus Christ to call on our Heavenly Father at any time, whatever the call, in allowing us to approach him in prayer, God shows his great love for us. That's right. He shows his great love for us. The Bible says that the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the upright is his delight. He takes delight in the prayers of the upright. Amen? God shows his great love for us. In praying to him, we express and manifest our devotion to him. That's right. We are to express our devotion to him. Prayer offered in faith is a most powerful resource. By prayer, we may prevail upon our Heavenly Father, the Most High God, to grant that which we desire. Prayer offered, offered in faith is also a request that he uses to bring us to desire that which he wills to grant so that his will is done. Let me give you that again. By prayer, we may prevail upon our heavenly Father, the Most High God, to grant that which we desire. Prayer offered in faith is also a request that he uses to bring us to desire that which he wills to grant so that his will is done. For he causes us to will of his good pleasure. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth 
as it is in heaven. So our Father uses our prayers to bring us to the place where we begin to request what he wants to do for us. Your prayer language is very important in this matter. You see, he has a desire to perform in our lives. And our prayers are used to help bring us into agreement, into oneness with what he's desiring to do in us. So to bring us to the place where we are in agreement with him and we are submitted to his will that he might perform it. God the Holy Spirit perfectly knows both our mind and the mind of God. He prays alongside us and intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He goes deeper than the vocabulary of words. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought to. But the Spirit himself, the Holy Spirit, maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. He goes deeper than words. Only this, the risen Savior of the world, serves as mediator between God and man. That's right. He serves as the mediator between God and man. Amen. He does. He's he's the one. He's the mediator. You know what a mediator is. You go to one when you have a dispute with somebody, and before you actually uh, go to court, the mediator comes to try to work out the situation between the two opposing parties. Well, Jesus Christ is our mediator with the Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. He is always making intercession for the saints, for you and for me. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus Christ, that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, Let us hold fast our profession. He's our great high priest, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. Wherefore, speaking of Jesus, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He's forever praying for us. Amen? 
He is forever praying for us. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 5. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. The man Christ Jesus. He is the one. There is nobody else. Don't waste your time trying to go one of these spiritualist people, you know, with the palm, the hand by the side of the road. Don't waste time. That's a sin. And if you ever did it, you need to repent of that. Amen? That's a sin. Amen. Praise the Lord. You went to the lady with the hand by the side of the road. You need to repent of that. That was wrong. Essential to meaningful communication is the absence and complete forsaking of all hypocrisy. You can't go to God with a front. You've got to be for real. You've got to be truthful. God doesn't shuck and jive. He is not to be trifled with. Amen? You've got to come clean before the throne of God. Psalm 145, verse 18. Psalm 145, verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. To all who call upon him in truth. He's close to those that call upon him and tell the truth and present the truth. Not part of it, all of it. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Amen? John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 23. John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen? We need perseverance in pursuing the object of our prayer until each is satisfied as to the will of God. We need perseverance in pursuing the object of our prayer until each is satisfied as to the will of God. You see, we have to come into agreement with how God wants to handle it and what he wants to do. Sometimes we... we, We set our sights too low. Sometimes we're completely off target. Sometimes we don't want to accept what God wants to do because we find it to be painful. But God does good for his people, even if sometimes we're not happy with the way he works things out. Amos chapter 3, verse 3. Amos 
chapter 3, verse 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Well, I can't see how they would. Can you? Amen. Job, chapter 22, verse 21. Job, chapter 22, verse 21. Now, we've covered this scripture before several times. Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Agree with God. That's what acquaint means in this scripture. It means agree with God and be at peace. It doesn't mean shake his hand. It doesn't mean wave at him. It means agree with him. Get off your plan, your idea, the way you think it ought to work, and just agree with him. And be at peace about it. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Or you can keep sitting there wrestling and getting nowhere. Amen, and it's the truth. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. That's right. That's what he promised. Amen. That is what he has promised to his people. We need unquestioning faith in God's ability to perform that which he wills. Amen? In Romans chapter 4, beginning with verse 16, Romans chapter 4, beginning with verse 16, therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, so which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many many nations before him whom he believed. You see, he believed God. He actually believed God. Some of us need to improve in that area. Some of us need to improve in that area. The dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Which quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, 
he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. That's the kind of faith God is expecting from each of us. The kind of faith that when God tells you whatever he has to say, that you believe him. You believe him to the point that you don't stagger at what he has to say and that you do not allow unbelief in. You hold your position of faith and give him glory. It is a position of being fully persuaded. Nobody and nothing can shake where you're standing that what God promised, he is able also to perform. That whatever he says, no matter how strange and unusual it seems to you, God's able to pull it off. And many of us have not come to this place yet. We're praying for something, believing for something, but we're not here yet. And God is calling us to this place, to the place of not staggering, not vacillating, not wavering, not being double-minded, not being in doubt. Believing strongly the promise of God, allowing ourselves to become fully persuaded of what he's promised and knowing that he's able to perform it, knowing that he's able to perform it. Amen? Amen. So, in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, the Lord asks a question. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Anything too hard for the Lord? You have to answer that question. Pastor can't do that for you. You have to ask yourself. And then you need to reply to the Lord. Is anything too hard for the Lord? Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17. Ah, Lord God, behold, 
Thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm. And there is nothing too hard for thee. There is nothing too hard for thee. Scroll on down to verse 27. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 27. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? You have to think about it, saints. You have to think about that. You have to give it serious consideration. You have to allow the Lord to help you if you're weak in this area. You have to allow the Lord to help you if you're weak in this area. You must ask for his help. You must ask the Lord for his help. It's a lot when it comes to this particular area. Some of us have lived lives in unbelief for so long that it's difficult to believe God when he tells us what he wants to do for us. But saints, Every day, you have to work with the Spirit of God to overcome that area of weakness. Every single day, you have to take one more step forward, away from the doubt, fear, and unbelief, and toward being fully persuaded that God's going to do what he promised. It's a process. Yes, it is. But you have to be determined to overcome. You have to be determined to overcome. Now, that's something you can work on during this fast. Amen? The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 16. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. And that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You see, we're supposed to have continual fruit in our lives. It affects receiving answers to prayer. Amen. John chapter 16, verse 23. John chapter 16, verse 23. And in that day... You shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. Some of us don't have fullness of joy because we won't ask God for things that we need. It's the truth. Amen. I'll leave that thought with you. We need submission of heart, mind, body, and soul to the divine purpose. We need submission of heart, mind, body, and soul to the divine purpose. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Jesus said this. He went and he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. If it be possible, let this cup, this situation that I must endure, that I must go through, let it pass from me. Nevertheless, not what I want, but what you want. That's right, saints. We have to grow here. We have to grow. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Luke chapter 22, verse 42 saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Not my will, but thine be done. This is how Jesus pleased the Father. Jesus didn't insist on his own way. Jesus submitted to the will of the Father. And sometimes, saints, that's why we have a a hard time with certain particular prayer requests because we don't want to submit to the will of the Father. We still want to hold out for our own will. Not in every case, but there are those cases. We don't want to fully surrender and submit. We are still holding out for what we want. So think about it. Do you want the will of God in your life? Do you want the will of God in your life? Well, you can have the will of God in your life. But you're, you're, you're probably going to have to sacrifice some to get it. 
it, it's not just, oh, it's just going to come down from heaven and light on my head. Sorry. It's going to take some sacrificing, no doubt, to see the will of God done in your life. There are going to be some things you're going to have to say no to. There are going to be some things you have to say yes to. Yes, Lord, I will do that. It may not be the most tasteful thing that you've wanted to accomplish, but he's asked you to do it, and you, you ought to do it. You see, saints, this is where the rubber starts to meet the road. I love you, Lord. Oh, I worship you. All Lovely. But now when it comes to living, that's time to put some hands and feet to all of that, oh, Lord, I love you. Because, oh, Lord, I love you is supposed to obey. It's supposed to submit. It's supposed to obey. See, it's wonderful to sit there and just sing praise songs all the time to the Lord. Well, when you finish singing those praise songs, now live them out. Live them out. You get up and sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Well, then get rid of all the fear. Amen? And the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 30, the Gospel of John, chapter 5, verse 30, I can of mine own self do nothing. I can of mine own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which hath sent me. You see, Sunday, the Lord informed us that he wanted more from us than what we're offering him. And this is a particular area where the Lord wants more from us. We come to the Lord. And we want what we want. And he wants what he's planned for us. At some point, we have to submit to what God wants. Well, I don't know what that is. The Holy Spirit will bring you there if you ask him to. He will bring you to that place. You may not necessarily think it's so great at first, But God has a plan for you if you're willing to follow him. Remember, Jesus went around saying to everybody, follow me, follow me. It was up to them to get up from wherever they are and go follow him. He'd given the command. He had given the command. It was up to them to get up and do the following. He didn't do that part, too. And some of us expect God to do the calling and the following as well. No, it's it's your turn. It's your turn now. He's going to ask you to do some things that you don't necessarily want to do. 
But he's God, and he should be reverenced and honored and respected and submitted to and obeyed as God. Amen? Jesus said, I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Some of us aren't doing so good at the not seeking our own will, but the will of the Father. Some of us are still going places that he has not sent us. We want to go here. We don't go get permission from the Lord to go. No, we're just, well, I think I want to go here, and you're headed right off. Some of us don't wait to be sent anywhere. We just take off and go in self-will. You know? Uh, It's time for us to mature, saints. It's time for us to grow up, and it's time for us to give God more obedience in this area. Amen? Remember the scripture that we must decrease and he must increase? Well, this is how we do this. This is the how-to. This is the how-to. Amen. The Lord Jesus instructs us to go directly to our Heavenly Father and to make our petition in his name. Amen. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 13, he tells us, Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Jesus said he'll do it if you ask him. He instructs us to differ from the heathens by refraining from vain repetitions. He didn't say all repetitions. He said vain repetitions. Amen? In our times of prayer to our Heavenly Father, we should offer to him for his continual grace, for his bountiful mercy, and for his everlasting love, we should offer prayer. Amen. We must show to him our faith in his godhood and in his ability. We must demonstrate in our prayer lives to the Lord that we have confidence in him him being God, and his ability to execute his Godship. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you're still in doubt, fear, and unbelief, and vacillating and double-mindedness in an area, you can't please God in that area because you've got to come to faith 
to please God in that particular area of your life. It doesn't mean you don't have faith in other areas. It means you need to work on the place where you're still behind. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. You've got to have faith in who God is, in his character and in his integrity and in his ability. You've got to believe in him. He can't be the man upstairs to you and expect to get answers. He's got to be worshipped for who he really is and that he is a rewarder of them. He rewards. A rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise him. Diligence is not a one-time affair. It's not a one-time affair. It brings with it continual and ongoing effort. That's right. In our times of prayer, we must clear the runway of all sins and trespasses by confessing truthfully entirety our sins and trespasses. That's right. We must request forgiveness from our Savior. We can't walk up there. Yes, we're to come boldly to the throne, but we've got to be truthful. So that means we have to actually confess our sins and forsake them. It's not optional. It's mandatory. In Isaiah 1, verse 18, Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, Come now. And let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. A complete transformation. He said, you got to come talk to him. So he can reason with you. You can't run around and avoid him and pretend nothing's going on. It doesn't work that way. You've got to show up before the throne and you have to come clean with him. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. Let the wicked forsake his way. You know, in 2 Chronicles, he tells us the very same thing, that we must turn from our wicked ways, turn from them, not continue in them. 
turn from them and never go back to them because they are wickedness. They are not pleasing to the Lord. Let the wicked forsake his way. In other words, you're doing something that's not God's way of handling it. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. Your thoughts don't line up with the word and with the God of the word. And let him return unto the Lord. So he's saying in your wickedness, you've forsaken him, and in your unrighteous thought, you've left God. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. This is one of the blessings of the Christian believer. We have forgiveness of sin. Our wrongdoings pardoned. We can have a clean slate with God every single day. The heathen and the unbelievers have no such grace. Amen. 1 John 1, 9. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, if we confess them, that is, and to cleanse us all unrighteousness. The unbeliever has no such avenue. The heathen has no such grace extended. This is a blessing of the Christian believer. Muslims don't have this. Buddhists don't have this. All those other uh, groups, they don't have this. Pertaineth to the Christian believer. This pertaineth to the Christian believer. Then, After we get cleansed, we can forgive others and ourselves. We can forgive others and ourselves. In Mark chapter 11, verse 25, Mark chapter 11, verse 25, and when ye stand praying, forgive. If ye have aught against any, if you've got anything against anyone, anywhere, for any reason, forgive. That your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespass. You wish to be forgiven? Then forgive. How quickly do you want to be forgiven? That's how quickly you ought to forgive. Amen. Having cleared the runway, we may now offer our petition on behalf of others and ourselves. 
In James chapter 5, James chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. James chapter 5, beginning with verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Do you suppose that because sometimes we don't do that, it might hinder us being healed? Do you suppose? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. He has feelings just like we do. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Hmm. Think about that. He says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. And then he goes on to tell you that the prophet of God it was just as human as the rest of us. Yet he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it didn't. And when he prayed again, the heavens gave rain. Maybe sometimes when we don't do verse 16 to God's satisfaction, we hinder the rest of those scriptures coming to pass in our lives. Why? Because we haven't met the condition. Just suppose. Think about that. Think about that. Yes, there is opposition to prayer. So we are instructed to have agreement from our brethren in Christ. Yes, there is opposition to prayer. So we are instructed to have agreement from our brethren in Christ. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Mm-hmm. You see, the Lord gave us the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room that we might have agreement 24 hours a day, seven days a week for our prayer request. Sometimes at 2 in the morning, you can't get up waking people up and calling them, I need agreement in prayer. I need agreement in prayer. But you can find it in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. Sometimes you don't have the faith that you need 
to see God do what you're asking him to do. You need the faith of the saints to come alongside and agree with you. Faith that sometimes you just don't have it. So we have the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room. You're going into surgery. You've prayed. You believe God. You need to get in the Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room and put your prayer requests there. Things will go better when you have the agreement of the saints. Furthermore, the saints pray, and the Holy Spirit will use them to intercede for you. But if you want to just sit there and hold it to yourself, well, you get the result of sitting there holding it to yourself. And not necessarily the results that God wants to give you. Not necessarily the results that God wants to bring. You'll get blessed, but there was more that you could have had because of the agreement and because of the intercession of the saints that you forsook because you just didn't take a couple of minutes to put it in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen? Some of us ignore the value of this blessing in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Now, when you think about it, how foolish is that? We must also pray for them who despitefully use and persecute us. That's something else we have to address when we come to prayer. We have to pray for them. In Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 44, Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 44, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you. Well, there are plenty of them. And do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. He makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and he sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Think about that. Sometimes, saints, you have to look at it from this perspective. Every sin that has ever been committed and every sin that ever will be committed, Jesus Christ has already died and shed his blood for it. Sometimes you have to look at it from that point of view, especially when it's difficult to do that. You have to look at it from Jesus already paid the price for this, been taken care of. I can forgive and let go. I can pray 
and I can pray from a clean heart. And I can ask the Lord to help me. I can ask for grace to help me. I can ask for the Lord to strengthen my heart. Amen? Amen. It's the truth. We are to pray, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. That's right. We're to lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. And we are to pray without ceasing, giving thanks. Somebody told me that their spouse told them that they pray too much. Well, that's not what the scripture says. Scripture says to pray without ceasing. So either you're going to listen to the demon in your spouse or you're going to listen to the scripture. Amen. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. Don't give up. Keep offering thanks. God is at work. And when you are working with other people, not just situations, but other people, God has a lot of work to do because other people don't always want to do, nor are they willing to do what God wants done. If other people are involved in your prayer request, give God time. He's got to work on them. Sometimes it'll take years. Why? God's got to work on them. Don't give up. God is always at work. Amen? Amen. Just in case your prayers are not answered immediately, do not fear. Answers are on the way. God has not forgotten your prayer request. So whenever you get that thought in your head, you may bind that thought in the name of Jesus. God is not unrighteous to forget. We should pray that we do not enter into temptation. Amen. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, Matthew chapter 26, verse 41, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Well, what temptation is that? Temptation to doubt, temptation to be in unbelief, temptation to be in fear, temptation to be impatient, temptation to try to do it your own way, temptation to quit, temptation to compromise. There's plenty of temptation. 
that you shouldn't enter into. Temptation to say things out of your mouth while you're believing in an area for God to come through for you, that you won't say things out of your mouth that you ought not say, things that do not line up with the scriptures, things that are not in agreement with faith. You say when you're believing for something, what comes out of your mouth is extremely important. It's important to God. It's important to the angels. It's important to the demons. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. That's what God said. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, that you might receive the promise. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. That ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience Inherit the promises Through faith and patience Inherit the promises That's how it's done, saints That's how it's done We should strictly avoid the temptation to doubt in our heart And become double-minded That's a very dangerous place. In James chapter 4, verse 8, James chapter 4, verse 8, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, ye double-minded. You see, the double-minded problem comes from impurity in the heart. Amen. That is the truth. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 7. James chapter 1, beginning with verse 7. For let not that man, the double-minded person, you know, they're here one minute and they're somewhere else the next minute. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So Jesus is looking for us to be steadfast and not move, just as Abraham was. Amen? We want answers to prayer. We want his solutions. Well, there's some things we need to consider. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. 
in departing from the living God. This is what an evil heart of unbelief produces. It causes you to depart from God, causes you to depart from God. And in fact, you can go so far that the Holy Spirit will leave you. I would not recommend that to anyone. Because the Bible says that if you do not have the Spirit of God, you are not his. You forsake angelic protection. You forsake the promises of God. All of the blessings, all of the protection that are afforded a believer, you forfeit all of it. So, saints, this is a serious matter. This is a serious matter. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. This is something else we have to watch out for when we're looking for answers and solutions from the Lord. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not, if we don't give up and quit. Some people have been so close to their miracle so close to their breakthrough, and they allow themselves to just give up and quit. Say, that's not the time to give up and quit. When you're on the verge of a breakthrough, when you're on the verge of actually seeing this miracle take place in your life, that's when you get the greatest pressure to give up, to get weary in well-doing and just faint in your mind and just quit and give up. The pressure is at the end. The most pressure comes as the breakthrough is about to happen. The pressure is really on. The enemy is really going to put the heat on right then. That's when it's going to be. That's when it's going to be, when the breakthrough is about to come. When the miracle is about to happen, that's when the heat is on. Yes, saints, answers and his solutions are on the way. We must be willing to wait patiently for the Lord and for his timing. And for his timing. Remember Saul made one of the worst choices in his life when he did not wait for Samuel to come and do the sacrifice. His excuse was the people started scattering from me, and so I just went on and did an offering and did blah, 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 and it cost him the kingdom. It cost him. The kingdom. Don't give up your breakthrough. Don't give up your miracle. Don't give up your answer. Don't give up your solution. Hang in there to the end. Hang in there. Don't give up. 
in the meantime, keep out of disobedience. Keep out of unconfessed sin. Keep out of indifference. Well, I don't care about that. Keep out of indifference. Don't get apathetic. Don't neglect mercy. Don't get into the habit of turning from the commandment. Don't get into stubbornness or instability, indulgence, or double-mindedness. Stay out of those things. Those are traps. They're traps set there to keep you from overcoming. Yes, answers and his solutions are on the way. Keep praying according to the word and doing your spiritual warfare daily and doing your spiritual warfare daily. God bless you. This is the fast that God prefers, that we not oppress others, even those who work for us, that we treat everyone fairly and give them what they are due that we care for the hungry and helpless, the poor and the destitute, that we help our relatives as the Lord instructs us. And we must no longer make false accusations, giving way to spreading vicious rumors. Let's enjoy righteousness. Let's enjoy righteousness. The Bible says that they called upon the Lord and he answered them. The Bible says, then shalt thou call and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry and he shall say, here I am. Take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger and speaking vanity. Amen. The Bible says, but verily God hath heard me. He hath attended to the voice of my prayer. The Bible says, when I cry with my voice, I'll ask him to have mercy upon me and to answer me. In the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee, for thou will answer me. Sometimes we don't, we want to wait till it gets real hot and, and real disruptive and real chaotic before we call upon the Lord, but that's not when you do that. When it gets started at the onset, that's when you call upon the Lord. Amen. In Psalms, it says, he shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen? Amen. So if you missed any of the scriptures that were given, you know that you can recast the broadcast, saints. You can recast 
the broadcast. And God will help you. Amen? I'm certain I gave a lot of scriptures tonight, and I'm certain that you missed at least one. So if you did, just go back and get the scripture, and the Lord will help you. If you didn't quite understand something, ask the Holy Spirit to explain it to you so you can hear it again. You can pick up what you didn't get. Or you can write me and ask me, and I'll tell you about it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to um, I'm going to go to our guest call-ins for a moment, and then we're going to get to some prayer. You know, we have a, uh, even though we're not going to pray about this particular thing tonight, we prayed about it previously. We have a person before the Congress who is seeking to become a Supreme Court justice. You should pray about that thing because that position, position of being a Supreme Court justice, has a lot of effect on the things that happen in this nation and the rules and the laws that govern us. I understand that recently uh, she was asked to define what is a woman. And she refused to answer. You see, we're living in a society when men are trying to declare themselves to be women, even though they are biological men. So that would say to me, she has a different point of view than the King James Version of the Bible. If you're asked a question, here you are, uh, seeking to become a Supreme Court justice, and you're in front of all the government of the United States of America, and they ask you a very direct, straightforward, and simple question, and you refuse to answer it. Furthermore, you decide that should any affirmative action situation come before you, you're going to recuse yourself. You're not going to participate in it. That didn't sit too well with me. I don't know how you feel about it. I'm going to let you determine that for yourself. But that didn't sit well with me at all. So you can't, ride, you can't sit on both sides of the fence. There is, there's no place you can sit and say, well, I'm, I'm in the middle ground. There is no middle ground. The Lord has seen to it that the situations are, are so profound that you have to choose one side or the other. You can't swing on the fence. 
You can't have one foot in one camp and one foot in another. It's not going to work. You're going to have to eventually choose one side or the other. And when she refused to answer that very simple question of what is a woman, I was very not pleased with her. Let's say it that way. I was very much not pleased with her at all because she does indeed know the answer to the question. She just refused to answer. Amen. Praise the Lord. So that's how that is. Amen. Praise the Lord. So saints keep praying for God's will to be done. Amen. For God's will to be done. We're going to area code 407, area code 407, since you're on the air live in Jesus' name. Hello? 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 Did you, yes, did you call in for prayer? Yes, ma'am. All right, then whatever that background noise is, you need to shut that off because I can hardly hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you much better now. But I still yes. hear that background noise. That, that was... Uh, a recording of Pat Holiday. Okay. Well, we can't. It produces too much feedback, so you have to close that off while we're talking. Okay. Uh, one moment, please. Hello. Yes. Yes. Uh, I have a prayer request tonight. I've been having a lot of issues with my family. Now it's my sister. She's been accusing me about a lot of stuff, and I know she's got that Jezebel spirit, and I know my family is in a lot of stuff. So I'm asking for prayer tonight. All right, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, you're going to have to close that off because it's too much feedback. It's too much feedback. Well, I'm all right now. All right. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We take authority, dominion, and power over those spirits of Jezebel in his family in Jesus' name. We pull them down from their high place in the name of Jesus. We bind them. We chain them with eternal chains under darkness, and we cage them in the name of Jesus Christ. We muzzle and gag their mouths with the blood of Jesus Christ. We bind that high-minded and prideful spirit. That self-exaltation in the name of Jesus. We bind every false accusation in the name of Jesus Christ, and we forbid that strife to continue 
in the name of Jesus. Satan, you will not continue this war against him in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to save uh, his sister's soul in the name of Jesus and that you bring her under conviction, the conviction of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut her free from everything that hinders her from responding to the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. We cut her free in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, for your direct intervention in Jesus' holy name. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for giving our brother wisdom in the situation. We ask you to close his mouth when it needs to be closed, and we ask you to open his mouth with your words when it's time for him to speak. We thank you and we give you praise. We take authority over the strong man of strife and division in that family in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind him. We chain him with eternal chains of darkness, he and all of his agents in Jesus' name. We bind the demonic, satanic, influence in the family in the name of Jesus. And we put those demons under the feet of the Lord Jesus. We give you praise, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' holy name. We're going to area code 605. Area code 605, you're on the air in Jesus' name. Okay. Hi, Hello? Pastor. Yes, hi. I'm calling in for prayer. I believe I have been uh, signing contracts about... Uh, Signing contracts I shouldn't have been without God's approval by not waiting for his answer. Um, Beginning in 2018, before I came to MIC Ministries, I was plagued with warfare from staff members where I had nightmares of women dropping bags of uh, containing feces with blood in it and ordering me to eat it. And uh, right now I am going through... Uh, similar something similar from a recent employer where I had to where I come into warfare same thing same situation uh, it's at a school I'm a teacher I left this employer and uh, soon I'm going to be um, answering uh, to this uh, for breaking the contract um, it's a witchcraft witchcraft association through culture coming at me I knew I didn't fit in uh, and became weak, sick, and tired. Uh, it wasn't until after I signed that contract. And so I am heard you in the beginning of the prayer, and I understand um, what's going on with me and my consequence. And um, the good news is um, the Lord is uh, allowing me to receive uh, deliverance. Two days ago, I had been praying for... Um, uh, a job, certain jobs I've been praying about, and he, I've been waiting on him, and he has pointed out the Holy Spirit, for example, say, uh, you're not going there, and, you know, you won't be going there. So I'll praise God for that, that I do have that um, 
that I'm able to hear and listen, I would like prayer from you, or uh, I would like to receive prayer in relation to the this pre- this recent employer I left in December, please. All right. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, as we do it, we come to realize that we have done things in a manner that did not please you. And due to our background, we chose things that, that weren't right for us because you've called us out of that and into your kingdom. You've called us out of that old lifestyle and into the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, with the sword of the Spirit, I cut my sister free from every soul tie, ley line, silver cord, garland, chain, fetter, net, contract, agreement, covenant, oath, and entitlement, all entanglement, all binding by that other association in Jesus' name. All contracts signed, all agreements that she came into that were not of union. I bind them in the name of Jesus Christ. Every covenant, every agreement, every attachment, every soul tie, every oath, every consent, every garland, every vow, every pledge, every tax, every lease, and every form of agreement with the demonic realm, I cut her free with the sword of the spirit in Jesus' name. And I command you to come up and out of her right now in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. Come up and out in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out in Jesus' holy name. Come up and out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her. All of those entanglements and the demons and the open doors that came through the demons. All of those transference of evil spirits, you are bound in the name of Jesus Christ. All of the transference of evil spirits, familiar devils that came back seven times worse, you're bound in Jesus' name. Seven times worse, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. All the strongholds that are being reestablished, we bind you and we uproot you in the name of Jesus. Come up and out now in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of it. Come out of it. All the defilement and corruption and unrighteousness from these groups, we bind in the name of Jesus Christ. Come up and out in the name of Jesus. Come up and out. All of those defiling devils, all of those corrupting influences and spirits, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. All that uncleanness, you're bound in the name of Jesus. Come out. Spiritual uncleanness, come out in the name of Jesus Christ. You're bound. You're bound. Come out of it. We uproot you. Every rooting and every planting that my heavenly Father did not plant, we uproot now. Come out of her in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of her present. Come out of her past. All the spirits that were changed through words. We bind you in the name of Jesus. The transference of evil spirits to her. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. All of those demons come out now. All of them. Out. Into the cage. Bound. Changed in Jesus' name. To the feet of Jesus for judgment. Every curse. 
every hat, every spell that's been sent to her returns from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. All the warfare, all the witchcraft returns from whence it came in the name of Jesus Christ. All the dreams. All the sacrifices, blood sacrifices, financial, fecal, every form, order, and type of sacrifice done against you. All the chanting, all the mantras, all the curses, all the voodoo, all the hoodoo, that returning from whence you came in Jesus' name. Come out of her. Come out of her now in the name of Jesus.
Tonight, Saints, um, here we are, right there. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning uh, Sunday. The court reported that Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas was admitted to the hospital after experiencing flu-like symptoms. The court releases a statement via their court spokesperson who said that Thomas, who has been vaccinated and boosted, did not have COVID-19. Justice Clarence Thomas was admitted to the hospital on Friday evening after experiencing flu-like symptoms. He underwent tests, was diagnosed with an infection, and is being treated with intravenous antibiotics, the statement added. His symptoms are abating, he is resting comfortably, and he's expected to be released from the hospital in a day or two. Justice Thomas will participate in the consideration and discussion of any cases for which he is not present on the basis of the brief transcript and audio of the oral arguments, the statement said. Thomas made a warning last week in Utah, sponsored by the Orange Hatch Foundation, where he warned about the future of the nation's highest court. He warned about the leftist cultural onslaught that warned future generation and warned that future generations will pay the price if the Supreme Court is overcome. My fear isn't for me, but it is for your kids and your grandkids and the next generation. What are we going to leave them? Are we leaving them a mess or are we leaving them a country? Are we leaving them chaos or are we going to leave them a court, Thomas said. Thomas tore into liberals pushing the idea of rigging the court structure to produce specific political outcomes, arguing it's damaging even if it never gets beyond the talking stage. You can cavalierly talk about packing or stacking the court. You can cavalierly talk about doing this or that. At some point, the institution is going to be compromised, he continued. A court that is structured to be a rubber stamp is no court at all. It's no rule of of law at all. That's just willfulness. I don't see how that is conducive to having a free and civil society, Thomas said. You can't keep taking chips out of your institutions and not expected to, at some point, be compromised. At some point, it can't keep withstanding the efforts to undermine. Thomas also added about the effort to pack the court to make it permanently lean to the left. Let's be honest, he added. This is really about the results they want. They haven't been able to make the institutions do what they want, to give them what they want. By doing this, you continue to chip away at the respect of the institutions that the next generation is going to need if you're going to learn to engage as we did when I grew up, he said. If you don't learn at that level in high school, in grammar school, in your neighborhood, or in civic organizations, then how do you have it? when you're making decisions in government, in the legislature, or in the courts, he said. People who actually seem quite 
full of themselves. Now it's sort of an animus develops if you disagree. Thomas noted that colleges have evolved into places. According to reports, Thomas said that if you can't do it on a university campus, where do you learn civility? Where do you learn to disagree without being disagreeable? It's really interesting. I didn't know that there were these particular ideas that were off limits. You get like white-only water fountains. Now you get white-only ideas. The more things change, the more they remain the same, he said. Amen? We're in a very dangerous place in our society. Requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Florida Governor Ron DeSantis issued an order on Tuesday refusing to recognize a transgender swimmer as the winner of a recent woman's swimming race and instead recognizing the runner-up. Male-born transgender swimmer Leah Thomas was declared the winner of the NCAA Division I Women's Swimming and Diving Championship on Thursday sparking outrage from critics who argued that the runner-up Olympic silver medalist Emma Wayant should be considered the real victor. In a statement on Tuesday, DeSantis became the first governor to officially recognize Wayant as the legitimate winner of the race instead of Thomas and accused the National Collegiate Athletic Association of working to destroy women's sports. A male identifying as a woman was allowed to compete in and was declared the winner of the race by the National Collegiate Athletic Association, or NCAA. And Emma was determined to have come in second place, DeSantis wrote, before pointing out that Florida's Fairness in Women's Sport Act states men should be prohibited from taking part in women's sports. Women have fought for decades to have equal opportunity in athletics, and it is wrong to allow ideology to erode these opportunities as it is happening in other states, the governor said. It is my determination that men should not be competing against women such as Emma Wayant, robbing women and girls of achievements, awards, and scholarships. DeSantis added that the state rejects the NCAA's effort to destroy women's athletics, disproves of the NCAA's elevating ideology over biology, and takes offense at the NCAA trying to make others complicit in a lie. Before recognizing Wayant as the rightful winner of the race, this week the World Athletics president, Sebastian Cole warned that gender cannot trump biology and that there is no question testosterone is the key determinant in performance, that the integrity of women's sport, if we don't get this right, and actually the future of women's sport is very fragile, he said. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the latest sanctions imposed on Russia and Belarus 
have sent global prices for fertilizers soaring to an all-time high. Mm. Amen. The two countries are major exporters of potash, critical for the global agricultural industry, which is already reeling from pandemic-related disruptions. Last week, fertilizer prices surged nearly 10% versus the previous week, according to Green Market's North America Fertilizer Price Index, the highest price point ever recorded. The index shows current prices are 40% higher than a month ago before Russia's military operation in Ukraine began. According to CRU, a UK-based commodity consultancy, prices for raw materials that make up the crop nutrient commodity market, such as ammonia, nitrogen, potash, urea, phosphate, sulfates, and nitrates, saw a 30% surge since the beginning of the year, topping the levels reached during the 2008 financial crisis. Russia and Belarus are major exporters of several critical fertilizing compounds, including urea and potash. NOLA urea is trading at a 34-year high of $880 per U.S. ton compared to $182 recorded in 2020. Prices are up 60% since the West imposed sanctions against the two countries. Spiking prices for fertilizer have also been exasperated, exacerbated, sorry, exacerbated by higher costs for natural gas, a vital feedstock in producing nitrogen-based fertilizer. Energy prices have been soaring amid EU plans to cut reliance on Russian oil and gas supplies and bans imposed by the U.S. and a couple of other countries. The situation is also being aggravated by China's ban fertilizer exports, primarily nitrogen and phosphate. The measure, which expires in June, was implemented to limit the rise in domestic food prices. Moreover, a labor dispute at Canadian Pacific Railways is expected to worsen shortages, putting additional pressure on the global logistic chains. Canada's Nutrien, the world's biggest fertilizer producer, said it would weather a freight shutdown lasting a few days, but a longer shutdown would force it to consider slowing potash production. The UN's Food and Agriculture Organization previously warned that acute food insecurity was plaguing dozens of countries spanning Latin America, Central Africa, the Middle East, and Central Asia due to conflict and erratic environmental conditions. Ukraine has only compounded a catastrophe on top of a catastrophe, said Mr. Beasley, executive director of the U.N. World Food Program, and told the New York Times earlier this week, adding that the current levels of food insecurity have not been seen since World War II. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning 
U.S. President Joe Biden raised eyebrows on Monday after he claimed a new world order would soon be established and that it was up to the United States to lead it. I bind that in the name of Jesus Christ. I chain it with eternal chains under darkness. I encapsulate those syllables and those words in the blood of Jesus Christ, and I place that statement under the feet of the Lord Jesus. During a speech at Business Roundtable CEO quarterly meeting, Biden claimed the world was at an inflation the world was at an inflection point, which occurs every three to four generations, and that it was up to the U.S. to determine the outcome. As one of the top military people said to me in a security meeting the other day, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and since then we've established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while, the president said. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is the time when things are shifting, he continued. Really, who needs a president like this? The comment raised eyebrows in both the U.S. and around the world and resulted in New World Order becoming one of Twitter's trending topics on Monday. The term New World Order has historically been used to refer era of great global change and has been used by politicians such as former U.S. President George H.W. Bush, former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, and former U.K. Prime Minister Tony Blair. For decades, however, the phrase has also been the subject of a major conspiracy theory which alleges a secret elitist plot to form an oppressive global government that we are seeing come together right now. It's no longer a theory, and it's no longer secret. Politicians and government officials have previously received criticism for using the term. Most recently, Dr. Kerry Chant, the chief health officer of the Australian state of New South Wales. We will be looking at what contact tracing looks like in the New World Order, said Chant during a September COVID-19 press conference, prompting the term to trend on social media. So you see they've been working over the decades on their plan, the globalists, and they're planning to bring culmination to their plan. Yes, the globalists. Yes, the Satanists. Yes, all of those groups. Journalists and other social media users criticized Chant for using the term. Former journalist Chris Ukraine, writing that government officials would be well advised to avoid phrases like the New World Order when they're talking at press conference about massive limitations on people's freedom. Why not? Because that's what they're planning to do. They've already started it. No, don't tell them at the press conference they'll get upset about it. Well, actually, they're already upset. Requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning Saudi Arabia declared on Monday that it won't bear any responsibility for surging oil prices or contracting supply following a series of attacks on a refinery 
and other energy facilities and other energy facilities by hostile rebels a day earlier in a statement acknowledging that the attack could have could have serious consequences for energy markets already reeling from the conflict in Ukraine. The kingdom called on the international community, the Hothis, for the sake of safeguarding the world's oil supply. The kingdom stresses the importance of the international community realizing the gravity of Iran's continued behavior of equipping the terrorist Hatha militants with the technology to target the kingdom's production site. The statement by the Saudi foreign minister read, members of that rebel movement struck facilities belonging to the Yanbu Armarco Refining Company, a joint venture between Saudi Amarco and China Prochemical Corporation and other energy companies with drone and missile strikes on Sunday, causing no immediately reported casualties, but leading to a temporary reduction in output, according to the Saudi Minister of Energy. Saudi Arabia has been waging war against the Hathos in Yemen since 2015. The conflict has been described by the U.N., as the world's worst humanitarian crisis and has resulted in the death of 377,000 people, more than two-thirds under the age of five, per UN figures at the end of 2021. It is often seen as a proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia due to Iran's backing of this group. Iran denies arming the rebels, however. All right, attacks like those on Sunday represent a direct threat to the security of oil supplies in these extremely sensitive circumstances witnessed by the global energy markets, the Saudi statement continued. Global energy markets have already responded with shock and volatility to the conflict in Ukraine with U.S. gas prices reaching a historic record of $4.33 per gallon this month and settling to $4.25 on Monday, according to the American Automobile Association. Brent crude oil is currently trading at around $112 a barrel, down from nearly $140 earlier this month, but still around $15 higher than before the outbreak of hostilities. Decisions by the U.S. and U.K. to ban Russian energy imports have also put tremendous pressure on the market, compounded by the Biden administration's reluctance. Now, this is the real reason that you pay what you pay at the pump, okay? Compounded by the Biden administration's reluctance to grant drilling permits in the U.S., and refusal to allow the completion of the Keystone XL pipeline. Against this background, the U.S. has urged the Saudi Arabian-led OPEC bloc to pump more oil, something that OPEC has thus far refused to do. The U.S., however, has recently stepped up supplies of missile interceptor batteries to Saudi Arabia to safeguard its facilities from future attacks. 
Amen? Amen. So that's where all of that is. So we're going to talk to the Lord. Amen? We've asked for his adjudications in this matter, and we thank him for his intervention. Amen? Amen. Brother Marshall, we are ready. Praise the Lord. Thank you for making us ready, Lord. We give you praise and honor and glory for your mercies that are new every day. And your mercies are new every day. We come boldly and joyfully before your throne of grace. And, Father, we know that if we do it your way, that the Lord Jesus is our intercessor. He's ever living to make intercession for us. We think of that blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, because he paid the price. You hear our prayers because of what Jesus did, because he hung on that tree to take our curses. And, Father, I thank you, Lord. You said in uh, that in First Peter chapter 3, and, Father, help us all. You said that we need to walk in love with God's self and others, Father God. So if we're having a trouble with that, ask you to help us all to be able to walk in love with God, self, and others. Even as we've been reading recently the scriptures around uh, Mark 11, where we have to forgive everyone or you won't forgive us, Father. So, Father, help us all. And I thank you, Father, for chastening me and chasing all of your children. You said, likewise, ye husbands, in 1 Peter 3, 7, Dwell with them, dwell with your wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, at least probably, well, at least in some cases physically weaker, and being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. We don't want any of our prayers to be hindered, Lord. And you said, For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew peace, turn away from evil, let him eschew evil, excuse me, and do good, let him seek peace, and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. So, Father, and that's also confirmed in, in Psalm thirty four fifteen, which is, I think, what, what uh, Peter was quoting from in the Old Testament, Father, in Jesus' name. So we thank you for, that's out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be confirmed. So we thank you, Father, as you've given us the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness because of what Jesus did. We come boldly before your throne of grace for all these things the Pastor Sabrina just read through. We ask for your divine help in adjudication and intervention, Father, in Jesus' name. Make all of our prayers effectual and fervent, even according to your word, Father. You said, if two of you on earth, the grace touching anything less, it shall be done to my Father which is in heaven. Father, first of all, we take responsibility and repent and renounce all sins and iniquities for those we can stand in for our generational iniquities, including for our forefathers, our ancestors, Father God, and any improper decisions we've made in the past, I've made, and I hold every thought captive and subject to the complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth in Jesus' name for me and those I can stand in for. Father, ask you to have mercy on us and forgive us, even as Pastor Sabrina already reminded us about 1 John 1, 9, that when we confess our sins, you're faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we thank you, Jesus, that you love us so extravagantly that even while we were sinners, you hung on that tree to take our cup of cursing. For Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. Thank you, Jesus, for hanging on that tree for each of us. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And we know these are the last days, Father. We ask you to pour forth of your Spirit. Ask you to move, Father God, in all these situations and areas where we don't necessarily know what to do, but our eyes are on you, Lord. Your eyes are red with wine. So we come boldly before your throne of grace because of the blood of covenant. Even if uh, we ask for you to help Justice, um, cut instead of Clarence, uh, Thomas to not only fully recover 
physically, but to be made every whit whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. Even as Jesus reminds us what we can do as joint heirs with Christ over in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, and verse 21, Jesus said unto them again, Peace unto you. As Father hath sent me, even so send I you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. We do this by the Holy Spirit. I do this by the Holy Spirit, not in my own will. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. Whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. So, Father God, if Clarence Thomas has, has made a mistake, if he's taken the vac- vaccination, it might not have been beneficial for his physical body. And some others that uh, we would look to have t- maybe made this mistake, Father God, we ask you, Father God, to grant them the gifts of repentance that they will recover themselves from the snare of the devil, help them to recover not only physically, but in every other way. And we ask you, Father God, to cause those that are, that are behind the scenes, the handlers of those that are trying to make this decisions concerning the various courts, including this particular the Supreme Court, even as Pastor Sabrina reminded us of our previous request, Father God, for the nominee that's before the, uh, the, the Congress at this time, Father. We ask you, to, Father God, to move on their hearts to make the right decision, not what is karabasada politically expedient, but what is proper in your sight, Father God, for the Most High rules in the kingdom of men, and give it to whomsoever he will. And we ask you to rule and reign in every situation, Father God, in Jesus' name. Rule and reign in this country, Father God, for the government's own the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, shoulders in Jesus' name. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we come before your throne of grace because of the bloody covenant in Jesus' name. In Jesus' holy, holy, holy name. You said the people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death have upon them at the light shine. So, Father, give people eyes to see, ears to hear, and new and understanding hearts. It's not about just having, you know, a, a few things to eat, like it talks about in the next verse, Isaiah 9, 3. It's not about the joy and harvest or when people get from spoil, people, those that are trying to spoil and take things from Ukraine or any other place. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden, the burden of the enemy, the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. Amen. For every battle of the wars with confused noise and garments rolled in blood. But this shall be with burning and fuel of fire. Jesus, you provided yourself a lamb for a burnt offering, fulfilling the prophet Father Abraham's prophecy in Genesis where is that? 22, 8. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. You took the wrath of the Most High in our place, Lord Jesus. So we don't have to suffer that as we repent, as the body of Christ repents. And I take responsibility for those who call themselves Christians, particularly those who are actual believers, Father God, in the, in the blood covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ, Nazareth, that you forgive us and deliver us, Father, and cause the people in this nation to do what you've asked it to do. You said, if my people, which are called by my name, Jew and Gentile alike, call by my name, the name I am that I am, the eternal one, shall call by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. Then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. And Jesus, you are you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, even as was prophesied by Zechariah in Zechariah 9, 9. We said, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold thy king. Who's that? That's King Jesus. Behold thy king cometh unto thee. He's just and 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 having salvation, you are the Holy One and the just Lord Jesus, like just like it says in Acts 
314, you're the only one who's holy. You're the only one who's just as if you never sinned because you never did. And having salvation, your name is Jesus. That means Savior. Having salvation and lowly, you're humble, and riding upon an ass, upon the colt, the foal of an ass. We ask for your divine intervention in Jesus' name for all of us and all those connected, related to each of us, all those who have interceded for our Father, even as when Jesus came into Jerusalem, what we call Palm Sunday. And what did they do? They fulfilled that scripture, Father God. They fulfilled your word. That was written hundreds of years before this was fulfilled. And they didn't even know they were doing it at the time, but they did. And we thank you for that fulfilling of your word. You're going to perform all your word. You're going to perform all your word. You said, whosoever, we're all whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, shall be sozo, saved, healed, delivered, preserved, and made whole. And you said in Psalm 116, verses 12 and following, what shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits to me? Verse 13, Psalm 116, verse 13, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. We have your name on our lips and in our hearts. In our innermost being, you're writing your law in our hearts, Lord. That's the New Testament. That's the new covenant you prophesied about in, in uh, Jeremiah 31, 31, the New Testament. Everything new, everything new, even as on Sunday, Father God, I'm to get it. I thank for the wonderful kind of references to everything being new. I think with Daryl put in there was awesome, wonderful prayers. Praise report, Father God. We thank you for everything you're making, everything new in this nation, Father God. We thank you for waking up the sleeping giant. We thank you for making everything new. Even as she quoted Isaiah 43:19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. You're going to make a way, Father God, for this nation to be restored and used, and to be not just the way, same old United States, the way, no, 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 a better, a better nation, a people, a one nation under the true and living God, not the nation under a false God, not the Masonic God or the God of the, of, of the New Age or any other false God, the God of the real God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We ask you, Father God, and we know you do hear prayers. Even as Dr. Zelenko, Jewish, Father God, he used to be off in the occult before, but he came back to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And you heard his prayers. He said he didn't know what to do about COVID-19, and you showed him. You can hear his prayers. You can hear our prayers. We have a better covenant found upon better promises because of the blood of covenant that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Father, have mercy on this on the court system. Have mercy on the women participating in sports that so they can be recognized and be able to receive the, uh, the, the proper uh, accolades and the proper uh, kind of a... Uh, recognition of what they've done and all their many, many, <laughs> and to win a, a swimming, I mean, any one of these athletes that does this, this is not a quick little thing. These people have sacrificed. They've done many, many, many hundreds of hours of, of practice, Father God, practicing and pushing themselves and pushing themselves. So, Father God, we ask that they be able to recognize for who they are the way you created them. Okay, you created man and woman, male and female. You didn't create them hermaphrodites or any other weird blend in Jesus. And we ask you, Father God, that sanity will be returned. We bind every spirit of mass psychosis, every spirit of political correctness, which is all based on Satanism and trying to end kind of a set of a good and all the agenda from the World Economic Forum to try and overturn the nation and blend all the nations and have all the cultures obliterated and just have one nation under one false God, kind of a set of, with one uh, little uh, 
tyranny, a little group of uh, tyrants who want to dictate to everybody and control them through the 5G or any other thing. Father, we ask for your divine help and intervention in Jesus' name because you said in the end of Psalm, and we claim all the benefits of Psalm 91 for all your saints, but not just the women in sports, Father God. We ask you to save the soul, that, that woman, Emma, who, who won the actual competition. If she doesn't already know you, Lord, help her to know you, Lord, to be able to, to point to the true and living God, to have mercy on her, Father God. You created her, and you didn't make any mistakes when you made her a woman. And the other person, you made a man, you didn't make any mistakes there either. He just needs to recognize it and repent. So, Father, we ask you to grant each one whatever gifts they need. Send the Holy Ghost to minister to them. We ask for divine help and intervention, Father God, that gender will, will not, cannot trump uh, the gender identity, made up pretend things, cannot trump true biology the way God created in Jesus' name. We ask for divine intervention and adjudication concerning the, the latest sanctions imposed on Russia and Belarus in Jesus' name, concerning the effects on the particular the fertilizer prices. And we know a lot of this has to do with uh, something that Dr. Sabrina read about, the natural higher uh, cost of natural gas, which is what uh, Russia uses to produce a lot of the fertilizer because they get it from uh, nitrogen-based fertilizers are based on natural gas, a lot of them. So, Father God, a lot of this has to do with trying to control the energy. They're trying to make people rush off to go get electric vehicles, which are all made in China, all need batteries, all help line the pockets of all those in cahoots with those in, that are in, in this global uh, scheme in Jesus' name. They're trying to turn us so they can track people and control people, and they can just shut off the car. People can't be cruising around going where they want to go. They can only go where they're allowed to go and being tracked by their cell phones and every other device, and particularly those poor people that made a mistake. Oh, Father God, have mercy on their souls. The poor people that made a mistake probably getting the vaccine. They, didn't, they just thought it was a medical intervention. They didn't know it was bowing down and working and joining a cult, a medical cult. A new, a new religion, a new religion, newly come up from the depths of the bowels of Satan. Cut out. Father God, ask you to have mercy on those people. They thought they were, some of them are wonderful Christians, at least they used to be. Father God, have mercy on them and grant them the gifts of repentance, Father God. In Jesus' name, we ask you to have mercy, Father God, concerning the, the locking down of the provisions for the crops. And grant all of your children wisdom and discernment to know what to do. Even as they talked about the fact that they've never seen levels like this uh, since World War II. Father God, da- back in World War II, had victory gardens and a lot of the uh, people with podcasts many of them have been advocating people starting gardens hey it's spring we need to start thinking about that not just having those who live in apartments or condominiums well at least you can have a little garden maybe a balcony garden or some sprouts or something but people that have land they can actually turn their lawn into something that can feed them and we thank father god for providing wisdom and discernment for your people said if any man lacks wisdom including me, Lord. Let them ask of God, who giveth all men liberally and abradeth not. And we ask without wavering, because you're there to answer us, Father. We know, I know you've answered me before, and I thank you, Father. I don't deserve it, but Jesus is the one who's interceding for all of us. Have mercy on the people, not just in this nation. Have mercy on these people, all these other areas where Dr. Sabrina read about, Latin America, Central Africa, the Middle East, and Asia. Yes, the Middle East. There was a lady I talked to there not long ago, and she said, the people there like to eat a lot of bread. And the people there They've had such a lockdown for them, the COVID thing. They don't have any reserves left in their savings accounts, if they had any savings accounts. And things are really shaking. The, the currencies are getting all messed up. And, and Father God put out the way asking and mercy on those people because the, the, they were demonstrating against the, the high prices for the bread. And so the bakers, they went on strike and they said, we're not making any more bread. Father, we ask you to pour oil on troubled waters globally. 
not just in the Middle East. You told us to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and we do. We ask you, Father God, to have mercy on the people in the Middle East, including those in Saudi Arabia and all those having to do with the the nonsense from the so-called New World Order. It should probably be properly named Nazi World Order because those people in, in Ukraine, they weren't just pretend Nazis. They really were Nazis. They, had forgotten about it. they really haven't changed much. They have the same, same, the same symbols. Isn't that cute and interesting? Father God, a little clue, a little clue. Father God, we ask you to expose everything that's going on globally, Father God, that get, cause people to wake up, wake up the sleeping giant, Father God, in Jesus' name. You say, help me, Lord, remember where it is, Lord, come and In Daniel 2, 40, where is it, Jesus? Two forty-seven. The king answered unto Daniel and said, Of a truth it is that your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. And he's seen that because revealed this secret. And what was the secret he revealed? Oh, he, about the, the dream that the king had. And what was the dream? The, it was, there was something about this big rock that was cut out of a mountain without hands. It wasn't done by masons. It came out because God took the rock. Who's that rock? That's the eternal rock, Jesus, the rock that followed the manna. That rock's going to cut off. It's going to squish just like the rock that, that King David cooked took to hit right between in the forehead of Goliath. We thank you for taking the rock of the Lord Jesus, the word of God, and crushing the enemy where it hurts, crushing him in his intellect. Well, he thinks he's a little God, the guy that's, that's giving all the advice to Klaus Schwab, Father God. He thinks, oh, you know, there's no little God in, in the ethereal. He doesn't know, Father God, if you can save his soul, we do pray for those who despitefully use us, including all those in every area, in, in local governments, state governments, and particularly in local governments, Father God. But even in the state governments, maybe you can call some of them to wake up. We thank you for Dr. Santos standing up for what he's trying to do as best that he can, Father God. And I don't know about everything, Father God, but you know everything. You know, my hair's on everybody's head. Father, we ask for your divine help concerning this attack on the energy globally on the attack on the fertilizer, the attack on the food system, Father God, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for granting your people wisdom and discernment. Some people are going out and they're going to some of these things, uh, Patriot Supply, whether there's a place in Utah, Missouri, or whatever, in Ohio. They have, you can, people can buy some food, long-term food, and that have to, you want people to do that? I don't know if it's any good or not, but people grant people wisdom and discernment. At least get what they need, Father God, to go buy bags of rice or go buy the things that are available while they're still available and start gardens, Father God, and be prudent and maybe start raising chickens. We found our little town, which is in the suburban area. You can actually have four chickens legally. Isn't that nice? And that's a lovely thing because our people, we usually get chickens from, they haven't had them for a month. I don't know. Father, we ask for divine help concerning the so-called avian flu pandemic in Jesus' name, causing the, the uh, reduced, not just of eggs, but probably the meat of the chicken and, and the turkeys, Father God. And Father God, we are always grateful, even if the cupboard's bare, we're going to be thanking you for the answered prayers, Father God, in Jesus' name, even according to where is that, Lord? Is that in Habakkuk? Even if we don't have what we're looking for in the natural, we're going to keep rejoicing in you, Lord, because you're going to work out all the details in Jesus' name. Maybe it's a different. Is that where it is? There it is. Though the fig tree shall be not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vine. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the folds, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Verse 18, the last verse of Habakkuk, which is chapter 3. At 3.18, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will join the God of my salvation. 
The Lord God is a strength, and he will make his feet like hinds feet, make our feet. So we'll be able to rise up because you're raising up together with Christ Jesus from our position seat in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We, we canceled the assignments of the enemy from the demons of the second heavens, the bush and the deep, to all those who've interceded for, <clears throat> including those trying to control the entire global economy from the World Economic Forum Group and all those behind the scenes and all those connected with them. We bind every one of their demons in Jesus' name from our positions in the, in the name above all names, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in Christ Jesus on earth and in heaven. We command to be known for the flow of power communication from all the demons in the bush and the deep and in the heavens to each and every one in Jesus' name. And all those, Father God, that are trying to cause fear, trying to cause fear of whatever the next nonsense is, we bind every one of the spirits behind mass psychosis and ungodly fear because you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I thank you, Father God, for the many little things I've heard from different people that give me confidence, Father God, that you can do exceeding abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. Because we've heard, <clears throat> Father God, that the, the, the president, George H.W. Bush, that apparently he gave a little note that was put in the, in the little programs for certain leaders that came to the funeral. And apparently he confessed all to somebody because he was involved in some really dark things. As I heard somebody say that before he died, he was wondering, can I can make heaven? But apparently he did do First John 1, 9, from what I've heard recently. I don't know if it's true, but apparently he put little, little notes in the things for Hillary Clinton and Obama and other people, and George Bush just, uh, you know, maybe, oh, it was uh, Jeb Bush was shocked, apparently his expression when he opened this little note, and he said, I've revealed everything to them all about it the global sex trafficking, the whole thing, the whole global plan, it's all been exposed. So, Father God, we thank you for bringing to light what the enemy's been trying to do, and we give you praise and honor and glory. We thank you for the many in the military that have not gone along with the job, many in the military that are not woke generals, Father God, many in the military that are actually love this nation, Father God, and many citizens of this nation, they don't want to take arms. But we thank you, Father God, <clears throat> for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, they're pulling down the strongholds. So we bind you, Satan. We bind every one of your underlings. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. And we thank you for giving us supernatural shalom, Lord Jesus, because you made peace by the blood of your cross. And we thank you for providing all of our needs for each and every one of the saints according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Because when we have communion, when we break down, kind of break the little bread, and we have a little cup of juice or wine or whatever we do, Father God, to remember what Jesus did because he paid the full price. He said, I must water poured forth. And he is the vine, as Sabrina said. And what does that vine do? He, may, he were connected to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Jesus at the other end of our faith. And you said in Psalm 33, Verses 18 and 19. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. We thank you, Father God, that many people are going to be struggling. We ask you, Father God, to provide for them. We thank you, Father God, for many agencies and help them to be honest agencies that actually provide things for those in need and not to allow the, the, the political people to pretend to raise funds for like Hillary did for people in after the earthquake down in Haiti and then taking the funds for themselves and not giving it to the people in need. Father, we ask you to help those in need, Father God, th those that are really in need, Father God, in Jesus' name, because you said you, you, you take care of the widows and the orphans, and we thank you for doing so. We thank you for granting people wisdom. Give us wisdom and knowledge, wisdom and knowledge inventions, whatever kind of wisdom we need, Father God, to make the right choices in every situation so we can continue to continually cast all of our care upon you, Lord Jesus, 
because you care for us. Because none of us can save ourselves. There's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved, like it says in Acts chapter 4, and that's the name of Jesus. There's no other name under heaven whereby we must be saved. No, Bush cannot save us. Obama cannot save us. Even Trump cannot save us. Only Jesus can save us. And his name means Savior.
Savior, and you promised you can't lie. You said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man